0: Hey, everybody, this is Brad Williams, and I am the pastor of B4 Church. Welcome to our podcast. My prayer is that this would help you behold God, that you would see him for who he is, that you would belong to community, that you would be everything that you were created to be, and that you would be able to dream beyond the limitations in your life. So I hope you enjoy this teaching, and we look forward to seeing you in person soon. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the B4 podcast. My name is Brad Williams, and I am the lead pastor here at B4 Church.
1: And hey, everyone. Alex Lesler here. I'm one of the pastors and the adult ministry director.
2: And my name is Ashley Rich, joining for the first time, although I've actually been here the whole time. Um, I'm on the adult ministries team, and I'm here to keep these two on track.
0: Yeah, (laughs) welcome, Ashley. Thanks for joining
2: us. Yeah,
1: we're really happy that you're here. Hey, Church, if you're tuning in, you know that we have been um, beginning a series on God's vision for us here as a church.
0: Yeah, it's called All Things New.
1: Right. And each week throughout this series, we are looking at what we're calling the four B's of B4.
0: Yeah. And this is a really critical series um, for us. And I I really think it's important timing for us. Um, You know, there's this very well-known scripture that says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And I really believe that's true in the church, that the church needs to know where are we going? What is God doing in the days ahead with us? And that's really what this whole series is all about. So Um, Each week, we're going to talk about these four Bs, these four significant things that we feel like God's calling us to do or calling us to be as a church in the days ahead. Right. And today
1: we're talking about beholding God
0: yeah
2: yeah and when we started talking about this a couple months ago I at first was like ooh behold what a churchy word Um, but I think it does really one it's a B so it goes with the rest of the four B's but it is a good word because it's not just that we want people to experience God although that's part of it but behold is both looking and also experiencing of just kind of this overall sensory experience that's not just about seeing or hearing, but this whole body experience of being in the presence of God and all that that entails. Yeah,
0: yeah that's really critical, too. You know, in this series, we're walking through the life of Abraham. And if you've already um, listened or watched the first series or first service in the series, you know that that we're talking about Abraham's life. And it, it's, it's interesting because... When you look at the scriptures, the most definitive moments that you see over and over again are those moments when people are beholding God in the way mm-hmm. that you just said that, Ashley. Yeah. That they're actually in God's presence. There's a sense of him speaking or leading or, or they're, they're being aware of, of what's taking place in that moment. And that's really what we're seeing in the life of Abraham.
2: Yeah. And I like it too. And just like, even in Abraham's life, there's multiple different ways that people can behold God. Sometimes it's a vision. Sometimes it's a dream. Sometimes it's a worship experience, whether we're looking at the biblical story or the story of people that we know, there's a bunch of different ways that you can behold something that just looks different for each person. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. and the reality of this is, and that's that's really what this is about, the reality is that there's an experience that a person has with God, and that experience changes everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what it means to behold God. It's that we come into his presence. And I think in our day and age, the, one of the things that we have to stop and remind ourselves of, it's not that we are somehow conjuring God up mm-hmm. and that I'm going to somehow jump through certain religious hoops or perform these religious rites or rituals that bring God into the room. It really is about me becoming aware of his already presence, that he's yeah. already in the room, that he's already with me, he's already around me. And right. so we talk about this. It's our, our shift in awareness is, am I aware that God is here? Am I seeing? him? Am I hearing him? Am I experiencing or encountering God in a very meaningful way? That's really what this is about. So
1: why is it essential then that that's a part of our vision? Like what, why of the, of all things that we could say, this is absolutely crucial to who we are as a church, who we have been as a church. We're just adding definition to it and where we're going. Like why is beholding God so important? Yeah.
0: I I think to go back to that narrative arc of, of the scriptures, if we look at that and we say, okay, we have this Bible that's filled with all of these encounters, these meaningful encounters with God. And those are the life defining moments. Those are the vision shaping moments. And we'll we'll talk a little bit more about outcomes in just a second. But if we look at that and then we say, so what are we supposed to be doing? Um, Are we just supposed to be living off of other people's um, experiences with God, or are we supposed to be encountering God ourselves? I think that's really the issue here. And I think for a lot of us, we've settled with um, kind of the leftovers of other people's encounters Mm -hmm. with God. And the the truth is, we need to be a church that says, are we providing experiences for people to hear from, see, um, to, to experience the living God? If we're not doing that, then we're just another information source out there. Sure, mm-hmm. sure.
1: And there's no sh- shortage of information sources out there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right? Thank you, Google. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, it, the, the truth is that if, if we're just an information delivery system, if all we're doing is saying, hey, we're going to we're gonna deliver great content to yeah. you seven days, you know, one, once every seven days, we're going to give you tips for your marriage or we're going to give you ways to parent your kids or, you know, how to find right. the mate of your dreams, whatever you want to say. Right. If we're doing that, we're just sort of joining the noise of culture. Sure. That's not what we're called to do.
1: Right, right. Well, and we know that information doesn't lead to transformation. Mm-hmm. Right. Really, the only thing that leads to our change, transformation, um, is God's presence. It's an experience with God. Yeah. Speak. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about how do we see that like play out in the life of Abraham, but then... What does that mean for us and how we do things here?
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, I think one of the big things we see in Abraham's life is that it's in the middle of noise, and and we talked about this Mm -hmm. on Sunday. It's in the middle of the noise of a land like Ur, where there is all of this worship and there's all of these ideas about who God could or should be, that suddenly there's a voice that is heard that is unique and different. And Mm -hmm. I think on its most basic level, what we're talking about is allowing people to truly hear from God in the middle of all the noise of our culture. How are you, is God speaking to you? That happens, actually, as you mentioned a minute ago, that happens in so many different formats. That may Mm -hmm. be during uh, a time of worship. That may be during a time of reading the scriptures. That may be, uh, it may be somebody else coming and saying, Hey, you know, the Holy spirit spoken to me and I I truly feel like this is something that I need to say to you and you can test Mm -hmm. this or whatever. I mean, there's so many different formats, But the point is, are we as individuals having very real experiences with a very real God?
2: And are we open to that looking different than what we think? Because, you know, there's nothing in the story of Abraham that indicates that he was necessarily looking for God, but God finds us even when we might not be looking for him. So are we open to the possibility that I might behold God not just in worship, but I might be in nature. I might be in a coffee shop. It might be a smile that someone gives me as I'm walking down the street. There's so many different ways that God can enter into our lives, just being open that hey, like we can behold God wherever we are and it doesn't have to look a certain way.
0: Yeah, I, you know, that's so good you say that. I think that's part of what I think of our role as a church as is that in one sense, we want to create environments where people can have those encounters. Mm. And so right. um, those are powerful. Exactly. We want people, we want to do the best we can. Now, I'm not going to stand up and say, by the way, God said this to all of you. <laughs> sure. What I feel like my job is to set the table, right. is to say, mm-hmm. here's the table, come join, come feast at this table and let God speak to you. So that's mm-hmm. our job is to set the table for this environment. Right and to create that space. And then the other aspect of that, the second thing is to teach individuals how to hear God. How do you hear Mm -hmm. from God? How do you hear his voice? Um, How do you do that in a coffee shop or out in nature? What does that look like for us to cl- turn down the volume of culture and to mm-hmm. turn up the voice of God in our yeah. lives?
1: And certainly, when we talk about this as a vision for our church, what we're not saying is this is a vision for our church services or gatherings. We're referring to our church as a people. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so we, yes, when we gather, there's an element of these things that are happening, and we're intentionally making sure that this is part of why we do what we do. Yeah. But this is stuff we want hardwired into us as human beings experiencing Mm -hmm. and beholding God wherever we are. But here's what I will say. One thing, we are recording this just after we had our first in-person gatherings Mm -hmm. for like the first time in months. And there's something about being in a space with other believers where we behold God together, that something happens.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah there is. There's there, there, That's one of the things that I think during this whole entire pandemic, shutdown, whatever you want to call this, that's the one thing we've been lacking the most is these sort of corporate gatherings where mm-hmm. we have an encounter with God, where where there's sort of focused attention in a focused place. I mean, that's one of the beautiful things about what we do is there's not very many places in our lives where there is a space and a time completely devoted to, I'm going to encounter God in this space. Right. And so I think it's I think it's an amazing thing that we're that we're talking about this during a time like this.
1: Yeah. So okay, something that came to mind, and this is for either of you, Ashley or Brad, as um, soon we talked about how God's presence led to transformation. Yeah. Right. So immediately in Abraham's life, he experiences God, and he does something, and his life changes. Yeah. But in that as well, we see something really interesting when God encounters a human being. I have yet to find a space anywhere in the scriptures where he doesn't also give direction for that person's future and it's a hope filled direction yeah for that person's well future. i think
0: it's important to know and we again we talked about this it's important to know that we go into god's presence and there are going to be outcomes from encountering god we don't mm-hmm. there is not one place in the scriptures that i've been able to find and if you're listening to this and you know one please let me know yeah. but i can't find a place in the scriptures where an individual has an encounter with god and they don't come out with very specific outcomes i'm not saying like you're supposed to put on you know the the white tennis shoes today sure sure with the blue jeans, I'm not saying those kind of specific outcomes, but I'm saying there are outcomes. There is either transformation that takes place, there is a sense of of, of vision and direction, mm-hmm. there is yeah. a provision that is made known. There's something that happens time and time again when a person encounters God. And I think yeah. that's what we have to stop and, and say, am I just looking for euphoric experiences where I feel good? And it's sort mm-hmm. of like a consumer driven Uh, hey, I I had this mountaintop experience with God, or am I encountering God in a way that he's actually pushing me towards a preferred future? Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I think that goes with the character of God in that he even though he may speak to us as individuals, I think there are very few things that we do that aren't meant to have an impact on the people around us. So if we're encountering God in a real way, we should expect that there's going to be some outcomes of that. They may be inward as in like, maybe I'm less greedy or I'm less selfish or something, but that's going to impact the people around us. There's always going to be an outward movement of anything that God is doing within our souls.
0: Exactly. You know, and I think, I think that's one of the things that if I could try to, you know, get anybody to understand as they're listening to this series or listening to this podcast, it's to get to that space in our minds or to get to that place in our hearts where we actually lean in and say, am I willing to let God challenge me? And I have people say things like, I don't know that God speaks to me. Mm. And my guess is that we're probably struggling to really discern the voice of God. It's not that he's mm-hmm. speaking. It's really, can you discern those moments when, you know, maybe it is during worship sure. and you have this sense of this, this small nudge of hey, there's something that's going on. There's something I need to shift in my life. Maybe there's something I need to pursue. Maybe Mm -hmm. there's a a behavior that needs to change. Maybe there's someplace I need to engage with my hands. We have those little promptings. And I think what we're trying to encourage people to do is to stop and say, is that God prompting me? Is that God moving? Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, I'm perfectly comfortable with people saying things like this. I'm not sure, Mm -hmm. but I think God is nudging me in this direction. Uh, I don't know that Abraham in the moment would have been so clear at certain times or Moses or others. That was the voice of God. I think sometimes Mm -hmm. they look back and go, Oh, that was so clearly God right. like that. Mm-hmm. I, I sense this nudge and then time and experience to prove yeah. that that was the voice of God.
1: Well, and even in Abraham's story, I, one of the, th- the ways I love Genesis is, um, is put together is that there's a progression in his story of his relationship with God. Yeah. Like at mm-hmm. first, this God he's never even met or heard of, he encounters and it changes his life, changes the trajectory of his life. And connected to those things were promises about his future but then time would go by, Yep. and then more time would go by, and he would have these moments that we would get to have a glimpse of, but each moment down the road actually drew him closer and closer to God. It actually revealed God's character to him, Yeah. which I think is part of the journey of beholding God is we get to know him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Not just have an experience, but then know his voice, know his character,
0: You know, even while you're describing that, one of the illustrations that I that I get here is kind of the illustration of an engagement that Mm -hmm. when two people get engaged, there's a sense of like we have now this promise of something that's yet to come, but there's still a season between now and that day when we're going to continue to get to know each other. We're moving towards a, a promise of some sort. That's Mm -hmm. sort of what we see with Moses or with Abraham and and God is that there's this promise. There's like an engagement. There's there's Mm -hmm. moments where God says, hey, there's this thing that's going to be true of you. But we're going to spend some time getting to know each other before we see the fulfillment of that. And there's this rhythm to that of of God um, really calling Abraham into a place of walking by faith, which then we also see God's provision over Mm -hmm. and over again in his life. We see the fulfillment of those things. But I think one of the big lessons for us as we consider beholding God is that we may hear from God in this moment but we may not see the provision or the outcome of that until Mm -hmm. several moments later. And I think that's a part of this rhythm that we have to understand.
2: Yeah, and going with your engagement analogy and another analogy that we used, um, I think, on our staff retreat, where we talked about how somebody's relationship with God often looks more like a roller coaster than it looks like a straight line up. And I think you see that in Abraham's story, too, of like, you see there's moments where he kind of doubts God, but he always comes back. And so even though, and I see that in my own life, too, of even though in my beholding God and listening and knowing what his voice sounds like, it's not always like, ooh, every day I'm a little bit better. It's like, sometimes I feel really confident about it, and other times. I'm like nope that was bad pizza that I had last yeah. night it's kind of all over the place and I think that's where grace comes in is we can like you said like I'm not 100 percent sure that this is God but I'm going to move forward and I'm going to trust that God's grace is going to cover me if I'm wrong yeah.
0: well and also you know and here's and maybe I'll kind of start wrapping things up with this but if there's one thing I can encourage people to say or to do um, it, it's that when you find yourself and you say man something's off in my life or mm-hmm. I'm lacking like if you just have this nagging sense that something's broken, something's off, it's critical that we understand that one of the first things we should do is ask ourselves the question, when was the last time I pressed myself into God's presence? When was the last time I I sat in worship or just, you know, stared at a mountainside? I know we talked about this a few weeks ago on another podcast, but it's that sense of, am I pursuing God in a meaningful way? Am I pursuing encounters with him? And I think if we find ourselves in those, the the downsides Mm -hmm. of it, How do I get myself into a place where Mm -hmm. I'm experiencing God's presence? Yeah, that's good. Can I say one more thing before we close? Yeah. Yeah, Organizationally, I think because this is also talking about who we are as a church, I think it's important that people know this, that we really are, are, we want to evaluate what we're doing as a church based on these four B's that we're talking about in the series, All Things New, which means that we stop and we will be stopping in the days ahead to pause and say, are we providing these experiences? Are we walking people into yeah. this? Are, is, mm-hmm. are the educational resources, the adult ministries team, yeah. or our young adults, or our student ministries, or in our services, are we bringing people to a place where they're able to behold God? Yeah, That's good. a fundamental thing. So when we think about what we're doing, new ideas, mm-hmm. we're dreaming about the future, this is one of four things that we're saying, right. how do we get folks to experience God in yeah. this kind of way? Yeah. To behold mm-hmm. the Lamb of God in the yeah. way that, that we're called yeah. to behold the Lamb of and, God.
1: And I think that right there is the perfect place to kind of land the plane, is the words of John the Baptist. Behold yeah. the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we are called to look upon Jesus for who he is, and it is the doorway into our whole life. Yeah, Um, And and really, like, that's the invitation that Behold is Mm -hmm. right then and there. It's to look upon Jesus and to allow his love and his grace to absolutely transform and change your life. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm looking forward to this next couple of weeks. We'll keep talking about these four We're
0: really glad you're here today. Thanks for having me. It's
2: kind of fun to be on the mic instead of just clapping when you guys mess up. (laughs) Yeah, that's great.
0: That's great. Hey, folks, if you want more information, there are going to be some details in the show notes where you can get more resources and find out ways that you can behold God. If you have questions, Always feel free to email us. Uh, be sure to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already, and please tell your friends about it. And, and we you can will...
2: also leave us a review or yeah. a comment if you're on comment if you're on YouTube, review if you're on Apple iTunes, so that more people can find this podcast.
0: Yep, that'd be great. That'd awesome. Be
1: great. Have a great week, guys. See you later.
0: Well, hey, everybody, thanks for joining us. Be sure to visit b4church.org for more information. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, you can share it with your friends. You can even take a screenshot and share it on social media if you like. Tag us at b4church. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.